This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. I am thrilled to be able to bring you this episode because it's not too often that I get a soon-to-be NBA player on the show, but that is exactly who I had a conversation with. Um, Des Bain is about to join me. Um, spoke to him a little while ago. We had a really great conversation. For those of you who don't know, Des is a four-year player at TCU. Um, he is a 6'6 wing. He is one of the more versatile players in the draft. Um, got almost three pointer, three threes a game as a senior at TCU on 44% from deep. Um, shoots off movement, off the dribble, off the catch. Um you know, the it's interesting. The Knicks have, and I, I asked him about this, the Knicks have the eighth pick and the 27th pick. And based on what I've heard, um, Dez is in all almost all certainty not going to be there at 27. Um, eight might be a little high, or then again, maybe not. Um, but not going to be there at 27 it, for my two cents, if the Knicks were to trade up from 27, whether it's 27 and 38 or, you know, 27 and uh, and like one of the Dallas picks or something, um, I think Des Bain is a guy they should probably target. And it's not saying that just because, um, you know, he just gave me 20 minutes of his time. Uh, I'm not even saying that because he's Spencer Perlman's favorite player in the draft, although he is. Um, this is a guy, and I'm going to have a newsletter on him, um, I think, probably today, uh, that is just going to come in and help teams win from day one. It doesn't matter what situation he's put in. He's just going to be really, really helpful. Um, starting to, you know, add a little pick and roll action to his game. So, you know, you have like a secondary tertiary playmaker upside in there somewhere in addition to the shooting, in addition to the defensive versatility. Um, I don't know. He's just a guy that as someone who wants to see this team do something good before I die, um, I would be, I'd be very happy if they ended uh draft night with, with him on the roster, but we'll see. There's been some teams that have already logged interest in him, which I, I actually get into with him and, um, he, of course, gives some very polished responses to that, but he also gives a lot of stuff that I thought was really great. And you could see why he is someone that is quickly rising up draft boards. So I'm um, going to get to that interview in just a second. But of course, before we do, 
we got to hear a very quick word from our friends at my bookie. So my bookie, I talk about them every week. And if you heard me a few weeks ago, I had one of their odds makers on here. They said that they were going to have some prop bets ahead of the NBA draft. So if you're someone that just can't wait to wager on basketball, and you don't want to wait until the season restarts, probably December 22nd at this rate. Um, go to my bookie. Take a look at some of their draft bets. You could bet on who's going to go first. You could bet on where LaMelo Ball is going to um, get picked, like the over-under on on what his pick is. Um, every possible prop bet, you know, outright wager, anything you want, you could find it on my bookie. So obviously, also NFL lines, college baseball lines. You name it. Um, tons of value to be had on there. If you're a parlay guy, they have all the parlays in the world that you could want. Here's the thing, though. When you sign up at MyBookie, make sure you use promo code OVERTIME to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. One more time, the promo code, you should know it by heart by now, OVERTIME, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, to claim your bonus when you make your first deposit. Um, yeah, bet on the election, bet on UFC, bet on anything you want. It's my bookie. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at my bookie. And now, without further ado, I bring to you soon to be first round draft pick. And, uh, I have a feeling going to have a very successful career in the NBA for a very long time. Maybe in New York. We'll see. Uh, Des Bain. All right, joining me now on the Knicks Film School podcast, uh, I, I cannot say, uh, express in words enough how excited I am to have this person um, because, you know, I'm going to be watching him, as will everybody else, uh, do some really nice things in the NBA for, oh, some probably around the next 15 years. He is one of five college players since 1992 to have over 93 point field goals, shoot at least 44% from three, have 100 assists and over 200 rebounds in the same college year. His draft stock is rising for a reason. We're going to get into it. We'd like to welcome to the show Desmond Bain. Des, how are you, man? Doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. So um, we have a little a little thing coming up in uh, about a month, the NBA draft. I have to think at this point, are you just ready to get this thing over with, man? What, what has it been like for you? Man, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, the, the draft was originally supposed to be on my birthday, June 25th. I read that. You know, yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been a great present. But, um, you know, it'll it'll be great regardless. And, and kind of like you said, I'm excited to kind of get this show on the road and, and settle into my new home and. Um, you know, get to work. Um, so it's been a long time since you have been, uh, obviously playing organized games, but your workout routine is legendary. The things you do to improve your game. I know you have, you know, you kind of pick a thing every summer to work on in between seasons. What has it been like for you with all this time off and just kind of, you know, just kind of waiting around? What, what have you been up to? Um, it's been great. You know, um, right when the, the pandemic happened, I had kind of already have my my mind made up on on which agency i was going to go with eventually i signed with seth cohen of sac sports um you know and it's been great but um you know i got down here april 1st um you know i'm, I'm not one of those guys that's good um uh, was just sitting around in the house you know we were locked up in quarantine not allowed really to do anything 
um, you know, my agent kept calling me saying, you know, I got a gym down here. Um, you know, you can quarantine here and in, in Miami have a have a place to stay and, you know, just go to and from the gym. I'll make sure everything's safe. And, you know, I jumped right on that. So, you know, I've been I've been working out since April 2nd, um, going on seven months now. And, you know, it's, it's been one of the best off seasons I can remember, you know, just having that flexibility to spend time with my family, having that flexibility to work on areas of my game that you can't normally work on in a, in a two or three month off season. Um, you, you know, it's been, it's been great for, for me on and off the floor. You say you've been working on some different, uh, some different things. One of the, you know, I think appeals about you is that your game is so well-rounded. So how did you kind of decide like what to spend um, more time working on over the, over the months that you've been off? You know, in the, in the NBA, one of the, the key words is, is versatility. You know, you want to be versatile on the defensive end. You want to be versatile on the offensive end, um, you know, which will allow you to, to play more minutes and be more valuable to an organization. And, you know, like you said, I feel like my game is, is pretty well-rounded, but there's always, you know, ways to improve. Um, you know, I've been working on my body a lot. I got my chef down here with me, um, you know, making sure that I'm putting the right things in my body. Um, you know, 24 seven, um, you know, I've, I've really worked on my flexibility and mobility, um, foot speed, things like that, feeling like I'm moving much better, um, which will allow me to be a more versatile defender. Um, you know, I got, I got good size and, and good strength, um, which will allow me to guard bigger guys. But now, you know, with the work that I put in this off season, I feel like I can guard, um, you know, smaller, quicker, quicker guards as well. Um, you know, and then also been working on my ball handling, you know, last year was, was kind of my first year playing in the pick and roll and, um, you know, being asked to do some things with, with the ball in my hand. And, um, you know, that's an area that I want to continue to develop in my game. And, you know, if an organization asked me to, to play in the pick and roll, be a secondary playmaker, ball handler, I want to, you know, be capable of that. So, you know, you, you talk about a couple of things just now that I want to hit on. One is, is movement. And I think, when you look at guys that are in the NBA that are really making a difference, um, we just obviously watched in Miami, you know, between, you know, Tyler Harrow um, and Duncan Robinson, you know, you, you, you can't ignore those guys. They're, they're flying all around. You bring that movement because obviously you're one of the best movement shooters in college, but you bring it at a size that I I'm not really sure there's a ton of other guys out there, yeah. college or otherwise. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm going to say you're built like a brick shit house, man. I, it's, yeah. So you're yeah. flying around out there and you're, 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 you're really, and you have, you know, just watching the tape, you have some advanced moves that free you up to get away from your defender. Do you think though, like, I'm sure there's, a, you've already thought about how your game is going to translate to the next level. How big a part do you think that's going to play in being able to really just step in from day one and help a team i think it's an extremely valuable skill set you know i mean you you see guys like duncan robinson guys like joe harris um you know guys that, that you just look at and you may not think that um you know they're nba players if you see them walking on the street you you know you may not think he's an nba player and they're flying around the nba finals and joe harris you know obviously is about to sign a big contract and and making significant impacts in the nba and like you said if i can bring that same um, movement capability and being able to make shots off the move, um, you know, as well as you, you spoke on my frame a little bit, being able to, to use that to my advantage on the defensive side of the ball, I think I can bring real value early on. Is there 
a position in the NBA that you can't guard? Because I, I was prepping for this interview and I was going to reference you as, as being able to guard one through four. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Are there really that many fives? Because like, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying, that, you know, go and, um, you know, no spend question. spend a whole game you <laughs> know, on Nikola Jokic <laughs> or Joel Embiid. But even in just, you know, for a momentary switch or something, do you feel comfortable being out there like, OK, my coach is going to put me on a point guard for a few possessions next, you know, a few times down, maybe, you know, a stretch four. Are you feel comfortable with that? Yeah, that's um, that's something that's something that I really take pride in. You know, just guard my man, Mano Imano, um, being a good team defender, um, you know, regardless who it is. You know, Kimrich Williams is a guy that I point to. Um, he, he really instilled that into me. You know, in high school, I was playing in the middle of a 2-3 zone. So, you know, I didn't really learn a lot of defensive principles and, and things like that. But, you know, Kimrich was one of those guys that um, made it to the NBA off of pure heart. You know, pure heart and hustle. You know, it didn't matter if it was a point guard, a big. You know, he's had three knee surgeries. Um, not the most athletic guy, but, you know, he's competing every possession. And, um, you know, God has given me some some gifts and some tools um, that I can use. And if I can, you know, have that same heart and competitive nature and desire, um, there, there's no reason why I can't, um, you know, muscle up and, and guard, you know, one through five and, and uh, definitely one through four. The other thing you mentioned before, which I want to hit on is the pick and roll. So you really made some strides in that area this year. And I, I, I want to say whenever, I mean, personally, when I look at a passer, I'm like, okay, is the, the ability to actually deliver the ball there. And then there's also the vision. And I think you showed a little bit of both of those this year. So in terms of, you know, again, at the next level where we guys are being asked to play make more and more. What did what do you see your ideal fit being in an offense in terms of how much you're going to be on the ball versus how much you're going to be off the ball? You know, I mean, that, that's really what I, I work this offseason for. You know, I mean, I want to be that guy that is, you know, a plug and play guy, regardless what um, the organization asks of me. So I feel like I put in the necessary time and work to. Um, you know, be a, a primary ball handler, secondary ball handler, um, you know, initiating offense and things like that and spurts. Um, but but also, you know, I feel like my, my most comfortable position will be, you know, playing off the ball in a, in a similar role that I played at TCU, you know, playing a pick and roll, um, you know, on the backside or dribble handoffs. You see a lot of times in the NBA now, um, you know, they reverse the ball to a trailing big and the big will dribble at somebody like the heat will have guys back door and screening down, um, you know, come off for a handoff and, um, you know, make a play, play basketball, especially against drop coverage. Um, you know, the reads and things like that are different in the NBA. So you're playing against mostly drop switches, um, you know, a few ices on the side. But, um, you know, I feel like that's something that I'm really capable of and, and that'll probably be where I'm most comfortable off the ball. Um, you know, and then attacking closeouts and, and in transition, you know, I feel like I'll be able to, to show my playmaking as well. You mentioned earlier uh, Seth Cohen with SAC Sports. Uh, he's, you know, you've been with him now for since April. There's, you know, big giant agencies out there and then there's there's smaller ones. 
as this process has gone on, you know, again, eight months off, can you talk about how helpful it has been to have an agent like Seth, um, you know, be a little bit more, you know, be able to work with you maybe a little bit more closer. You talked about, you know, giving you the opportunity to work out down in Miami. What, what that, what has that been like? It's honestly incredible. You know, I mean, I, I was just talking to my chef today. One of my, he's, my chef's one of my best friends that I grew up with. So, you know, we can talk about anything, but um, you know, he was there when, when several different agents were, were reaching out to me and um, trying to lure me in different directions. And, um, you know, one thing with Seth is, is it's called, you know, SAC family. It's, it's really a family environment. You know, he picks me up um, and takes me everywhere. You know, I mean, takes me to the gym. We work out at eight o'clock in the morning. He's picking me up at 720 every morning. Um, you know, to go to the gym, I'm working out again in the afternoons. He's picking me up, taking me there. We go out to eat, you know, and that intimacy and that that vibe that we have, um, you know, is real. It's a real connection. You know, with a lot of these agencies, they they have multiple guys. And um, I'm not saying that it's, you know, guys are coming in and guys are coming out. But, um, you know, you can just really tell that Seth cares and, and it's a family environment. And that's that's something that. Um, has really helped me throughout this process. You know, it's been a seven month process and knowing that I got somebody like Seth in my corner that's, you know, willing to to do whatever for me to be successful has, you know, give, given me a lot more motivation and inspiration to, to even go that much harder. Just knowing I have somebody like that in my corner working just as hard as me. So the other thing that is nice about Seth is he had an experience last year with Cam Johnson out of UNC. And, you know, Cam was originally mocked to go a little bit lower and then draft day gets here and he ends up going 11 to Phoenix. Um, you know, he he already experienced that process last year. How has it been for you? Are you like trying to get information from him constantly about where does it look like I'm going? Who's asking about me this and that? Do you just do you not want to know? Are you like a little bit clued in and you just like, you know, how has that process been like for you? And that, that's the thing, me and Seth, you know, we're, we're, we're homies now, you know, it's been seven months. He picks me up every day. So, um, there's really not a thing that, that we can't talk about. You know, a lot of the times, um, you know, when he talks to teams, he'll relay me some of the information. A lot of times, um, you know, he doesn't give me the full story because he, he wants me to stay locked in and, and stay focused. But he, he definitely lets me know, um, you know, who's calling, what range he feels like we're in and, and how we're trending. Um, throughout this process. So um, I know teams that have been interested in you, you know, Phoenix is out there, Philadelphia 21. I, I you know, I know you spoke to Milwaukee at 24. Um, you can't say it. I'll say it. I, I don't see any reason uh, that you should get anywhere near, you know, past Philly at 21, but I'm actually going to go a step further. You know, there's so much uncertainty in this draft. Um, and you bring such a distinct skill set that, again, an NBA team is going to be able to plug and play you in tomorrow, you know, and that's to say nothing of maybe what other areas you're going to grow in your game as the years go by. Is there any reason why you shouldn't be talked about as a lottery pick, you know, by the time the draft gets here? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you you let everybody else do the talking and, you know, I, I continue to work, but. You know, I feel like I bring that type of value. You know, if that if that's something that a that a team is looking for, a mature guy, um, you know, on and off the floor, and they're they're willing to, you know, take an older guy in the lottery, then you know, I don't see why not. You know, it happened with Cam last year, and obviously it paid dividends. I think he 
made the most threes or had the highest three point percentage at all rookies or or something. So obviously, um, Phoenix looks like they made a good move in that. But um, you know, if you're if you if you feel confident in them, then then I don't see why not. And you know, I feel like I, I portray that and and give teams that that type of confidence with with who I am on and off the floor. So um, this is a Knicks podcast, and the Knicks pick at eight and twenty seven. There's you know no shortage of rumors about is the team trying to trade up? Is the team trying to trade back? Um, you know, putting all that stuff aside for a second, um, you know, look, there's a lot of NBA cities, there's a lot of NBA teams. Um, what would you think about if you ended up in New York with a team that is, you know, clearly on the precipice of a, of a rebuild, has a little bit of young talent, but you know, playing in New York City, playing obviously in Madison Square Garden, um, what, what, what kind of what would that mean to you? I mean, it's, it's the mecca of basketball. You know, I mean, New York is is the hub for basketball. I mean, you grow up watching um, all the movies and you see all the basketball going on in the parks and the parking lots and, and everything. And, and the culture over there is, um, you know, very basketball driven. I think it would be a, you know, a blessing to be able to play for an, a historic franchise like, like the New York Knicks and, um, you know, be that stability and that, um, maturity that, that, you know, would go a long way in an organization that's, that's trying to get, get things started. So, you know, I would, I would love to, you know, anywhere I go, I'll be happy. But New York would be, you know, I'd be special. Well, um, speaking on behalf of a lot of Nick fans, I, I uh, would love to see that dream come true. Before I let you go, I'm going to give you a couple rapid fire ones. Um, so first and foremost, favorite player growing up? Kobe Bryant. How did I know from your screen name? Uh, Black Mamba. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a good one. Um, three. So I, I hate doing one to one player comps because every player is unique. So I'm going to I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Can you give me three players who you feel like maybe you've taken stuff from their games or you see similarity between your game and their game in, in maybe one aspect or another? Yeah, I mean, I, I really I got three right off the top of my head. I mean, number one is probably Joe Harris I touched on him a little bit earlier um you know the way he can run off his screens and get his feet down um you know that's something that I want to be able to bring to an NBA team right away um you know Eric Gordon's another player Indiana guy too um great in transition you know I mean uh Houston kicking ahead and um you know he's one or two dribbles at the rim strong compact body um athletic and transition can finish with either hand um, you know, I take some stuff from him and then, you know, this year when I, when I played in the pick and roll some more, I, I looked at Brogdon a bit, you know, I like oh, Russo okay. too and, and guys like that looked at Brogdon a bit. Um, you know, he's, he's solid, nothing really flashy with the ball. Um, you know, gets to his spots, makes the right reads. Um, just, just a really solid, smart, mature guy. So those are, those are three guys that, you know, I, I take bits and pieces from their game. I love it. Um, who's the guy you're most excited to play against at the next level? I mean, probably LeBron, of course. Oof. You know, he's, he's starting at the top. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, that's 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 what you that's what you do it for, though. You know, you want to you want to play against the best um, and, and be on the floor with with the best. Um, you know, so so that'll be that'll be exciting for sure. Um, who was your toughest assignment to guard in college? And also who was the guy who was toughest on you when he was, when he was on you? Um, the toughest to guard, I'd probably say Trey Young. Um, you know, he had a lot of freedom at Oklahoma, um, shoot the ball from 30 feet or however far he was shooting it. It was far. I know that. 
um, you know, and can make plays out of the pick and roll for himself and for his teammates. Really fast, really good handle. Um, you know, he's he he was tough for sure. And then actually this year, this this kid, it was his first game ever playing. We played at oh, wow. Texas. Yeah, we played at Texas, and I think I had like 15 points in the first half. We were winning. Um, you know, they had a couple guys um, that had been in and out. Um, a couple guys out with injuries, so you know this. This is this guy's first opportunity. I'm not even sure if he was on scholarship or not, but he was. You know, just he was earning my, it. He was earning yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In my jersey, the whole second half. Um, you know, he was strong, similar size to me. Um, you know, he did a good job. He did a good job. Um, I like, by the way, how you you talk about Trey Young putting up thirty footers. Meanwhile, I was going, I was watching your your tape against Iowa State today. Your first basket from from was it had to be from close to thirty. <laughs> you, I know you remember it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, listen, all due respect to Trey Young, you got some range yourself, man. Thanks, um, brother. And uh, last but not least, what is going to be your goal as a uh, rookie in the NBA? You know, I mean, soak up as much knowledge as I can. You know, I, I'm I'm obviously going treading new waters um, in the NBA, and um, you know, hopefully, I get an organization where I can learn from some of the veteran guys and and guys who have come before for me. Um, you know, and and try to emulate them. You know, ultimately, draft night um, is is going to be something that's hopefully exciting and. Um, you know, memorable, but you know, the goal is not just to get there. It's to play, you know, 10, 15 years. So, um, you know, anything that I can learn from, from guys who have, who have done it, um, at a high level for, for a long time, uh, um, you know, I'll look to, to gain all that knowledge that I can. Are you going to do the suit on draft night? For for I, Zoom. I haven't decided yet. I've, that's actually been a topic of conversation like the last <laughs> two days. So I, don't, I don't know if I want to be sitting in a suit in my living room. Just but you know it's traditional. That's what that's what the NBA drafts about. So. I mean the bad we'll suit see. tradition for the NBA. And there's some good. I shouldn't say that. There's some good suits, <laughs> but there's <laughs> you know there's some bad ones as well. Yeah. 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 Well, whatever you do, um, I'm excited to see where you go just as a, a fan of the game. It is, uh, it's inspiring to see someone, you know, I don't want to say, oh, I, I think it's fair to say overcome, you know, so much and you've gotten to this point and you're here and, um, you know, it's just talking to you right now. It's, it's, it's going to be really exciting to watch your career unfold. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time and, uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. That was Spencer Perlman's favorite player in the NBA draft. Des Bain. Um, I think after hearing that, you could see why he is a guy who, uh, is impressing teams, you know, up and down the draft board. Um, I'm if he doesn't go to New York, I'm jealous of whatever team gets him because he's going to be really good for a really long time. And uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. Um, so thank you for listening to another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Quick plug. If you're not subscribed to the Knicks Film School newsletter, what are you doing? Um, just go to my Twitter bio and click on the Substack link to get the Knicks Film School newsletter, which I write every weekday, delivered to your inbox. Um, and also, um, I don't know if it's um, kosher, to plug a podcast on another podcast. But if you're not listening to Andrew Claudio's final score, um, you should do that. I talk about the Knicks on here and you know, that's great that 
there's a lot of people that want to listen to uh, me talk about the Knicks. Um, Andrew, who you heard on the show, you know, last week, um, talks about movies, talks about all sports. It's a really good podcast. Um, give that one a listen. And uh, I think you'll be happy you did. That is it. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Um, got someone um, very exciting coming up later this week. So stay tuned for that. And I will talk to you later. Good deal.